What is up, hockey world? This is the Leafs Combo. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Norman James. We're going to join Mike Augello momentarily to break down game one of the Stanley Cup Finals between Vegas and Washington. Can you believe this? The Golden Knights three wins away from winning the Stanley Cup in their first season. It's hard to wrap your head around, but it is totally true, and it is so much fun. Also, Casimir Kaskasuo signing with the Maple Leafs. His story is an interesting one. He was part of a Marley's run in seasons past and then was loaned away to Chicago. Now he's back watching the team that he was once the goaltender for potentially win the Calder Cup. Actually, we know they're going to win the Calder Cup. The salary cap situation is rising in the NHL. How does that impact the Maple Leafs? Oh, also, we're going to do Forgotten Leafs. Mike had some help in the debut of this little game show that we have on the podcast the last time out. He's not getting any help this time out. I'm ready to go. Mike's ready to go. I know you're ready to go. My cat, Sammy, here grooming himself, is ready to go. Let's Leafs combo right now. And we are joined by the legend himself, the one and only... Mike Agello from Buffalo, New York. Hello, Michael. And boy, was that game one of the Stanley Cup finals between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Washington Capitals. An absolute madhouse. I loved it. Good afternoon, Norman. Um, yeah, it, was, it wasn't exactly boring. Um, and uh, I, I have to say that, uh, you know, I'm somebody who's sort of a throwback fan, you know, love physical hockey and fighting. Uh, and the, the Tom Wilson hit on Marsh so in the current uh, – uh, the current way the NHL is played, it, it sort of incensed me because – that being a two-minute penalty when, you know, a guy goes to the dark room and is con- probably a little concussed um, when uh, other hits from other players probably would get suspended. I, I was just – I was a little a, a little uh, upset at the NHL, uh, you know, the fact that he didn't even get a hearing for suspension. I, I was not in favor of that, but, uh, you know, it's, that, it is what it is, they say. It's, it's incredible that the playoffs are now designed to, to be contested in a new-aged way, fast, speed, quick, agility, lots of skill. But as the playoffs progress and these players actually get sloppier because they become more tired, right. you see a lot of the, the nuances and the subtleties of the game revert back to the way they were, uh, not because they're, they're meant to be that way, it's because human nature and the, the way the games devolve mm-hmm. end up be- end up becoming a little bit more of a shit show but it does make for for better entertainment and um at the end of the day uh, th- these guys are, are playing a lot of times more with their their hearts than their heads or their physical abilities yet here we are uh, one game into the stanley cup final potentially six to go potentially three to go and the vegas golden knights in their first year of existence have a lead on the Washington Capitals. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, I mean, well, it's funny because I was talking to a fellow reporter who uh, both of I were, both he and I were in Chicago at the uh, at the NHL draft and the NHL awards were going on while we were in Chicago. And obviously the awards were interspersed with the announcement of the Golden Knights franchise. And we we're looking back on that and saying, this team isn't going to make the play. This team isn't going to be in the in the running for Rasmus Dahlin. They're not going to be in the running for the Stanley Cup. And everything has just worked out phenomenally well for 
Vegas and you have to credit, you know, George McPhee and Gerard Gallant and the players and it just, it, everything has been great. And I, I was going to write something and then decided against it for hockey buzz about, um, you know, how I, there is a, a segment of Leaf fans who are probably irked at the fact that it's been 51 years since the team has gotten to the cup final, but that's not the fault of the Vegas golden Knights. That's the fault of the Maple Leafs organization. That's the fault of Mm -hmm. Harold Ballard and Steve Stavro and the Ontario teachers pension fund and general managers and coaches and players. I mean, that's not the, the NHL made the rules. Vegas chose the players. They took advantage of the system and they're in the Stanley cup final. And I think it's a great story and it's entertaining. So enjoy it. What is that like, Mike, when you're, confronting these story ideas by yourself does this get like hunter s thompson-esque like you head out into the back with a shotgun and just just light it up and then get back to your typewriter with all these great ideas how, how does that process go because you decided against writing this story that correlates the leafs drought with this meteoric rise of the vegas golden knights and of course you're gonna have I've seen I've seen tweets or I've seen comments on social media. The NHL has it out for Canadian teams. Come on, man! I actually with this process, I it was just I one morning uh, after having my morning coffee, I just decided to tweet out a abridged version of what I just said. And the reaction I got from some Leaf fans were, you know, like, don't tell me what to think. And I'm like, oh, I'm not. I'm just saying this is my opinion, and you know that that really the success of Vegas has nothing to do with the fr- like franchises like Buffalo and mm-hmm. Vancouver who haven't won since the inception, uh, in, in the introduction into the league since 19, since 1970 or the Flyers who haven't won in 43 years. I mean, the Leafs, they haven't been to the final in 51 years. That, that's why I think there are some Leaf fans that are more acutely uh, upset or you know, not uh, not on the bandwagon when it came to the Vegas Golden Knights. But again, that's the, that's the fault of the Leaf organization. But we know that in the last few years, things have been rectified and straightened out by Brendan Shanahan and, and the group that he's put together. And I'm fully confident that in the next half decade to decade, we're going to see the Leafs in the Stanley Cup final and hopefully win a Stanley Cup. Half decade to decade? Well, you, know. you think that the you think the Leafs journey towards the final is another potentially five years away maybe even 10 I know I know you're I know you're just throwing out years I do that all the time and it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense I think I'm being more literal literal than I am figurative Mm -hmm. but five years boy I'm thinking five years they've already won a couple and they might be tearing things down a little well I mean think of it this way um right now your core group if, if you were talking five years, that means Austin Matthews is 25, William Nylander and Mitch Marner are 26. Usually, yeah, they're so young, eh? That's that's right. right. So right. and they're and, so young. And and we and as we've t- discussed on the convo before, there are areas of this team that really need to be addressed. And you know, even if they address them by you know, internally by adding you know Timothy Lilligren and. Travis Dermott, you're talking about an 18-year-old defenseman and a 21-year-old defenseman. So I'm just gauging them being all in their early to mid-20s, and that's usually when these teams are competing, you know, when, when their core players are that young, when they're competing for a Stanley Cup. This is the Leafs Convo. Mike Ogello in Buffalo, Norman James in London, Ontario. Really glad to have you aboard. Thank you for everything you've done for us and by extension yourself through the YouTube channel, it is incredible the amount of views we're getting, the subscribers, 
we appreciate it so much, but we think it's going to be worth your while. So thank you. Go tell your friends and let's just keep growing this thing. And let's just have this incredible movement going into the next Leaf season. All of us together just talking about Maple Leafs, man. We'll uh, move on to the Maple Leafs latest signing in just two seconds, Mike. And of course, are you ready for Forgotten Leafs? I mean, you were two for two the first time, Mike, and I helped you out on the second question. I'm not helping you this time. Are you ready for Forgotten Leafs? I am prepared, but (laughs) nobody's perfect, so we'll see. Yeah. Well, you are you are so close to perfect, Mike. Um, Vegas, <laughs> if if they if uh, you are man, you do you do such a great job. I'm I'm such a big fan, and like I'm just so honored to be um, to be working with you on, on on such an incredible project with so much potential. Um, so the Vegas Golden Knights, if they win this thing, what does that do anything for hockey in the United States, or is that something that will resonate more with that local market, or is Vegas just so much fun, but so superficial and where the optics mean more than the, the intangibles or, 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 or the, uh, the, the reality of, of how people feel down there. Is this just going to be another opportunity for people down there to, to party and be excited? Or do you think this will have a lasting, true, authentic effect? I mean, specific to Vegas, I think it'll have an effect in the sense that, you know, it's, it's impressive that a team right off the bat wins something. And I think that'll set that franchise up to, you know, it it gives them a buffer zone of, you know, a decade or more of like, okay, well, you know, if, even if they don't enjoy as much success, uh, you know, going forward, at least we had that cup and at least we had that (laughs) run and, you know, it's like nice. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's something it's a nice, it's a nice, it's a nice fallback. I mean, it's a great way to establish a franchise and win a championship right off the bat. And it's never happened in any professional sport before. Um, but, and I'm sure, you know, if they win, if they win it, there's going to probably be a movie made, you know, of course, you know, there's something, something is going to happen in that regard. But I mean, I think in the league, what it does is I think it puts a lot of teams on notice You know, a lot of fan bases are going to say, well, Hey, you've been through this five year rebuild plan. Well, Vegas came right out of the chute and won. Mm-hmm. What's your problem? And the yeah. thing is, is that you have to factor in the fact that they started with an absolute clean slate so they could take on contracts and not be up against the cap. Whereas some of these teams have built up, you know, contracts of players and, and general managers have inherited the bad contracts of other general managers. So nobody in, with the 30 other teams has started with a complete clean slate. Mm-hmm. You could say that, you know, if they get that opportunity, then things would be a little bit different. And we know that uh, it's going to be a little bit different for the next franchise, which we all believe is going to be Seattle. You know, the rules may be the same for the expansion draft, but the rules will not be the same in terms of teams giving them extra picks and extra players to not take someone or to take, particular someone it's going to be changed it's going to that the philosophy of other teams is going to say you know we want to protect this guy you know what just take him we're not going to give you anything extra to not take him the vegas golden knights stanley cup championship run and winning it all what a movie that's going to be is that a movie of the week or is that something that includes some debauchery and some madness i mean does that explore the vegas nightlife as Emilio Estevez starring in that movie, Mike. Oh, please, no. No Gordon Bombay. <laughs> Nothing. That was his name? 
Gordon sorry. Bombay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't have Mighty Ducks tattooed on my lower back, Mike. It's just one of those I've movies never that I watched that. Oh, okay. I've never watched that movie from beginning to end. I just know from other people telling me his his character name was Gordon Bombay. But I I, I saw five minutes of it and I'm like, this is crap. I'm not watching it. I'm a slap shot guy. I'm not gonna watch. Oh, slap shot. Slap shot. What was the movie with Rob Lowe and a Young um, Blood? Young Blood. Racky. Remember Racky? That guy, the mm-hmm. the the fighting guy with the beard and the pa- yeah. uh, Patrick. Uh, come on, man. The dancer. What's his name? The guy was in. Patrick Edward Swayze Swiss. was in that too, right? Keanu Reeves was the goaltender, and uh, you had who he was. Yeah, Keanu that's Reeves amazing. Yeah, and I, I, I've Red got a Bach, Steve, Steve Thomas were in the. They had bit roles in the movie. Yeah. I've got to brush up on my sports film information and maybe sit down and watch some stuff. I don't know. Does Netflix have anything good? That's a good question for people who listen to us. Uh, message me through the. Uh, YouTube comment section. I, I always check the messages just to see if I can interact um, and, and push the comments or the, the conversations further. If you guys have any good hockey movies, sports movies that you want to recommend to us, that'd be great. You can also do that on Twitter at I am sports heart at Mike and Buffalo at the Leafs combo. So the Leafs sign up goaltender Casimir Cascasuo. Interesting story about this cat. He played for the Marlies and mm-hmm. he went on a run with the Marlies. they didn't get to where they wanted to go. Then they loaned him away, and the team that he had played for and probably wanted to be a part of goes on this amazing AHL Calder Cup run that continues to this day, and he's not really a part of it. What's going on? Well, he was signed as a free agent out of uh, the University of Minnesota, Duluth, and he played pretty well. I mean, he split time for, I think, the first couple years between Orlando and Toronto, and last year... But Garrett Sparks, I mean, he's had numerous uh, groin injuries. And last year, early in the playoffs, he had another one. And Cascasuo was pressed into service because Sheldon Keith really had lost all confidence in Antoine Bebo, especially after one game where I think he let up eight goals and or seven, seven or eight goals in the third period. It was at the ACC. It was a, dr- a dreadful performance. And I don't think they ever start, started him again af- after that, that performance. But And Cascasuo played well, but um, the situation was this year they had three goaltenders and playing him in the ECHL at 23 years old was probably just not beneficial to his growth as a goaltender. And the Chicago Wolves had a goaltending situation because they were the AHL affiliate of Vegas. And if you remember, Flurry was hurt mm-hmm. and so was Malcolm Subban and Oscar Dansk. You know, they were on their like fourth and fifth goaltenders early in the year. So the, the Leafs organization loaned him to Chicago and he had a pretty good year with, uh, with them. Um, I think the save percentage was 914 goals against was like 2.3. So he had a pretty good year and they just signed him to a two year, two way deal. It's an NHL deal. And, you know, everything is in flux right now. You don't know what the direction of the franchise is going to be, especially with Kyle Dubas in control in control, you know, things that have been decided previously may not be, uh, may not be a, an accurate uh, roadmap of what's going to happen. But I, I look at the situation with the Leafs goaltending, and I don't foresee a change at the NHL level. McElhaney had a really good year, better than I think expected as a backup. Um, Anderson played his usual 60 to 65 games. I think he played 66 this year. In the AHL, they have an NHL goaltender in Calvin Pickard. And Garrett Sparks basically won the NHL, the AHL version of the Vesna Trophy, and is 
you know, probably leading the Marlies to, well, he's led them to the Calder Cup final and probably leads them to a Calder Cup championship unless they get upset by Texas. Mm-hmm. So, but the problem is, is that next year, if Sparks or Picker don't unseat McElhaney, both of them have to clear waivers to go back down to the American Hockey League. Mm-hmm. And when you have a, a 24-year-old goaltender who's won the AHL version of the Vesna. He's not clearing waivers. He's going to get okay. claimed. So I believe the Leafs are probably going to trade one of Sparks or Pickard. Uh, not dump them. Not, not dump them, but I think trade them uh, as part of a package uh, and get something for them. And, uh, you know, I, I put that out on, on Twitter this yeah. morning and a lot of people had a problem with it. But, well, I, well, you know, I'm not saying it's guaranteed. Okay, Mike, you know that fans fall in love with, with their sports heroes because these sports heroes do amazing things for them within the sports setting uh, to <laughs> ignite a lot of passion and a lot of excitement. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not just about a person wearing a numbered jersey who commits great things that you get excited about. And then once it's all done, you forget about that individual performing. They, they become a part of your fandom. They beca- become a part of your love of a particular sports culture and someone like Garrett Sparks. Remember he had what, two, three years ago, he, he was, he played for the Leafs and he had a pretty amazing game. There was that one game where he started crying. He was interviewed at the end of the game and he was just so overwhelmed and taken aback by the, the, the situation and, and what had happened and how he was being received. It was a really amazing moment. I, I remember tweeting out some, a video on my old Twitter account that I was, I was, I, I, I fell in love with the guy right there instantly. It was amazing. And now here he well, is uh, toiling in the minors at leading the team to that um, Stanley cup too. And you're, 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 you're going to have a lot of discussions, a lot of, a lot of possibilities open up among the fan base where Garrett Sparks becomes the, the number two to Freddie Anderson in the seasons going forward because he's earned it. Uh, he's earned it at the, at the minor league level. And you have the historical tie to, uh, with his cup of coffee in the NHL a couple of years ago. So people are, again, they, get, they grow attached to the, to the person. They grow attached to that personality. And anytime the, a discussion uh, takes the direction of, well, that personality has to leave in order to help the franchise as a whole, it's not a non-starter, but that's a difficult place for some people to go who've put their hopes and dreams into a particular player. Yeah, I mean, he had that. He had a shutout in his first NHL start, and it was a great debut. But then he got hurt later, later on in the season. And when he came back, it was at the time that the Leafs were in full tank mode, and he didn't play well. And some people thought he was he was not a hundred percent. And you know, in a sense, he helped he helped get Austin Matthews by not playing well down the stretch. He's been a good goaltender, and this year a great goaltender at the AHL level. He's 24 years old. He's under contract for another year. And it's just a situation where, I mean, the simple solution might be if he beats out McElhaney at at training camp, then they send McElhaney through waivers and either somebody claims him or he gets, he goes to the Marlies and he, he's basically the uh, goaltender emeritus for, for the, uh, for, for the Marlies, a 35 year old, uh, you know, go back up and waiting but i i see value in sparks i think he can be he, i think he is an nhl goaltender now and with the depth of the organization besides pickard they have two draft picks and joseph wool and ian scott who they've drafted over the last couple of years who are in development they're deep in terms of numbers in goal 
And there are teams out there that we know of, like Carolina and the Islanders, a few to name a few, that are looking for goaltending help at the NHL level. So, I mean, it mm-hmm. might be an opportunity where you're you're stacked or you're de- you have good depth at one position, and we know the other positions that the Leafs are in need of replenishing. So, I'm just saying there's a possibility there that he gets moved. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but. Yeah, if I'm, for Lee fans out there, I understand you you wanting to see Sparks as uh-huh. a developmental piece going forward. But this is what organizations do: yeah. they have players and they move them. So they might they might trade them, they might not trade them. I love all the guys. I want to have them all over for a big swim party and a barbecue, and we'll play long lawn darts afterwards. Maybe have a couple of cold ones. But if one of them has to be moved out in order to make the team better, then do it. Cut, look. And this is where this is where this is where fans are going to face a, a real conundrum uh, at some point in the near future. Their beloved Kyle Dubas finally ascends to the GM's post. He deserves it. He's going to do a great job. I love the team that he's put together. And then a player who they wanted to see freed under a, a, a past regime gets moved out by Kyle Dubas. Are you are you going to side with Dubas and in, in the understanding that that player needs to be moved out for? Uh, to, for the betterment of the team or now are you confronted with this you know this inner struggle whoa the messiah has just disrespected the player that i think is so fantastic and that i've fallen in love with what am i gonna do you just have to understand that these guys these guys they come these guys they go and someone like garrett sparks look if he were if he were the second coming of patrick waugh or if, if he were going to be the goaltender of the leafs future I think he would have proven that by by now. However, maybe he's taken a few extra years to season, and and this is a real catapult uh, catapulted situation for him as as time goes on. What I'm getting at is you just you fall in love with these guys, but you have to be prepared to to move on from them or stay in love with them while they're wearing a, another jersey. Just to further um, this discussion, you, if you want to take a break from yelling at Mike. On social media, you can check out uh, one of our podcasts from May 21st. That was the published date. The Leafs combo, Marley's Mania, Lucky in Vegas, trade sparks in Toronto. So that's uh, um, something else that you might want to listen to 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 give you some more, um, just some content and context uh, into this uh, particular discussion. Mike, I don't want to keep you too too much longer, but I think we should do Forgotten Leafs. And I also wanted to talk about the uh, expanding or increasing. Uh, revenue situation for the NHL. And I'd like to maybe just get into a little bit about how uh, the salary cap is going to, I don't know, give opportunity to teams that want to spend a little bit more money. Are you ready for that? I am ready. Okay, Mike, we'll be back in two The Leafs combo started with Mike and Norm just a few years ago, but it's you who will take this podcast into the future thanks to your amazing support. We'd like to offer special recognition to Dr. Faisal Rahman of London, Ontario, for his dedication, commitment, and contribution to this podcast. Dr. Rahman has been a major backer of sports projects, ideas, and innovations throughout London and beyond. His involvement in helping the growth of the Leafs combo is not only appreciated, but a true honor. Thank you, Dr. Faisal Rahman. This is the Leafs Combo, Mike Agello, Norman James. Send us your favorite hockey movies at I Am Sports Heart, at Mike and Buffalo, at the Leafs Combo, or you can be in touch with us through the comments section of any one of your favorite 
Least Convo posts on our YouTube channel. Mike is going to help us wrap up the show with another round of Forgotten Leafs. He was two for two in the maiden voyage of our de facto show-closing game show that we had last time that we put together a podcast on Wax, and I had to help Mike with one of the questions, but I think he's going to have to go solo (laughs) this time. Honestly, I want to see you go into a slump here, Mike, so I'm going to have to really do a good job at picking the famous NHLers but obscure Leafs. Before we get to that, the uh, salary cap situation uh, in the NHL going forward looks to – I don't know, maybe brighten the horizons of some teams that are, are looking forward to spending a little bit more uh, money. Uh, reports suggest that the salary cap will rise from $78 million to $82 million bucks. Does this have any effect on our beloved Maple Leafs at all? Well, I mean, the Leafs going into next season have a sizable amount of cap space. Now we realize that that's going to be sort of a one-year window because then the uh, ELC – uh, contra- the, the entry-level contracts of Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner will end and then they, they, their extensions will kick in. So, um, But right now, I believe it's around $22 million that they would have uh, in terms of cap space at the $75 million salary cap. So if the cap goes up, and let's just say that the range that you mentioned, let's say it's smack dab in the middle and it's 80 because usually there's some negotiation between the PA and the league. That's a $5 million increase that allows say the Leafs to add a $5 million player that they otherwise wouldn't be able to. So, I mean, if there's a one year stopgap, like a Joe Thornton type of center that they want to go after, or maybe sign a defenseman for one year, I mean, that allows them to do that and not impact them negatively. So, um, but their problem is, is that it's two, three, four years down the line where they have these con- these new contracts, the extensions for their core players, and if they do out do go out and sign somebody in free agency like a Tavares or a John Carlson or somebody big like that, that probably means that somebody who gets signed would normally get signed long term probably has to be moved to clear the space for that player. If we're struggling now with which players we love the most, wait till we are confronted with the decision over which to keep and which to send off and uh, which not to to re-sign. I apologize. My earbuds keep falling out of my ears. Um, but hey, that's that's a not live podcast for you. Decisions need to be made here. Um, and Kyle Dubas is the guy I, I entrust with making the proper decisions, the, 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 the decisions that involve a lot of forward thinking and a lot of creativity. I'm really excited to see what this young man can do uh, running the good ship made belief because at the end of the day, you know, let's just go win a Stanley cup, man. Let's take this, take this team to levels. It's never been to before Vegas could go ahead and win the cup in its first year. And wouldn't that be funny? Um, excluding itself from, from a lottery pick and truly needing those lottery picks to build the team the proper way after this aberration concludes. Wouldn't that be interesting? Um, oh, another thing I wanted to mention is that uh, we uh, want to take questions from listeners. Uh, we'll do that. I'll wrap that up in a segment uh, in podcasts to come. You can get in touch with us in a variety of ways. I've mentioned the Twitter accounts. Do that through uh, the comment section of the YouTube uh, channel. We, we, we want to keep this an interactive thing because it, we are all talking leaks, right? That's what we're all here to do. And there's really not a lot of extra stuff to it. No, no real funny business. We're going to add some segments along the way just to kind of keep ourselves um, 
interested and excited about collabing for podcasts. And I think that's not going to be too hard, especially when we have the terrific interaction from our listeners. We don't have to agree, all of us at the end, when, when all is said and done, I think just the key is that um, we come away from the experience of being here on this podcast a little bit better um, for, for having had that experience. And it's a lot of fun. And wait till the uh, anti-Leaf trolls start bombarding the, the Leafs convo page. That's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to have people who have typical, typically differences of opinion uh, regarding their team that they love so much coming together to, to form a bit of a faction in order to ward off the, the, the mad people who, who come to invade the page. That's going to be a lot of fun. And again, that's what we just want to do. We want to make it a place to come and, uh, and listen and, and, and have a good time. Mike, before we go, we have to play Forgotten Leafs. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, well, here we go. No, I'm not helping you this time. I'm not okay. Drum roll, please. Oh, oh no, sorry. Our drum. Oh, thanks, Mike. Our drummer's actually having a, outside having a smoke right now. So. Okay, so I uh, I played 41 games for the Leafs in 79-80. I was picked up from the Colorado Rockies that season, and I played a full season for the Maple Leafs in 80-81. And then 69 games for the Leafs in 60 or uh, in 81, 82. I had a tw- 20 goals for the Leafs that uh, abbreviated season. Then I scored 40 for the Leafs, so one of the Leafs' few 40 goal scores. And then 18 in that uh, 69 game 81, 82 season. I had 203 penalty minutes in that 69 game 81, 82 season. So he played um, never a full season, but he, he played uh, 41, 77, and 69 games for the Maple Leafs from 79 to 82. Who is he, Mike? That would be Wilfred Paymont. Do you have hockey DB open like I do? No, but I just it, it gave, <laughs> what gave it away was the was Colorado, and uh-huh. he was part of the he was part of the Lanny McDonald deal, the infamous Lanny McDonald deal, and he was a former, I think, former top five pick of either Kansas City or Colorado. And mm-hmm. he was a very good player. But then he got moved from Colorado to, to Toronto and then from Toronto to Quebec for Mirko Freacher. Mirko Freacher, there's a name. Yeah. I don't know if he would – I don't know if he would be the right player to help us out with Forgotten Leafs because while he is obscure, I'm not – exactly sure he's famous and wolf paymont's famous for another reason mike what do you think that is uh he wore number 99 there you go mike on jello the guy's on fire all right yeah and and i'll give you one more the other person to wear number 99 is uh rick dudley when he was playing with winnipeg i believe does rick dudley work for 20 teams right now because it seems like he's worked for everyone and he's just about everywhere is, is he does, is he a member of uh, management staffs of fifteen to twenty teams right now? He it's it's been that throughout his career, but right now he's strictly working for Carolina. Oh, know? good for him, good good for the Canes. Okay, and our, our second um, forgotten leaf. This should this should be really easy. 2000, okay. 2015 played six games, had an assist, two penalty minutes. Couldn't wait to get the hell out of here. Two thousand fifteen played six games. <sighs> He he had an apple, two penalty minutes, and he, I think he 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 left he left Toronto with with his whole diatribe, giving advice to the fan base to hang in there, and it was it was really sad. It was when the Leafs were just at their worst and their low, and this guy didn't even want to be here. 
was that Ole Jokinen. Ding, 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 ding. Congratulations, yeah. Michael. Jeez, I, I'm not, yes. that's uh, just that's a real blast from a sad past, you know? Yeah. That was, that was, that <laughs> was as low as it got. When Ole Jokinen is, is giving you a spanking on the way out, when he's admonishing you and giving you a word of advice as, as he's packing up to join the St. Louis Blues and, and, and they didn't even make the playoffs that season, for goodness sakes. Like, he couldn't wait to get out of Toronto. It was so bad. That was just terrible. Oh, Ole Okunen was asking to be traded as he was flying in. That's, that, that's remarkable. We haven't even talking, talked about the Marlies, Mike. How about you give us a little assessment on what's going to happen with the Stars and how you think that series is going to play out? you got 90 seconds. Well, uh, I mean, it, yeah, the Texas Stars did win uh, game six against Rockford yesterday, so it will be Texas and the Marlies starting on Saturday. I think an interesting little thing is that the goaltender for the Texas Stars is the same goaltender that beat the Marlies last year in the playoffs, Mike McKenna. He's a veteran AHL goaltender. Not not a particularly great goaltender because last year when they played Syracuse, I I was saying, why aren't they playing uh, the other goaltender, which was uh, Christos Gizlestis, who played for Latvia in the the Olympics. He's actually a pretty good goaltender now with the Islanders – organization and they played the veteran guy but Syracuse was so good that it really didn't matter who they had in net but uh you know Texas is not they're not a star laden team they're they're a few young young guys but I think mostly it's it's a sort of a hodgepodge of a lot of veterans Mm -hmm. and it's going to be it's going to be tough for the Marlies but I I think the Marlies are I mean, from what I've seen, they're the best team in the AHL, and they're sure. you know operating on all eight cylinders. So I think it's going to be a, a very interesting series starting Saturday. But I, I would think that the Marlies are the heavy favorite. Can you pronounce that goalie's name again? Yeah, Kristers Gudlevskis. Kaskasuo. Again, go for it. Let's do, we'll do, dueling crazy name goaltenders. <laughs> yeah, Casimir <laughs> Kaskasuo. There you go. That was that was a lot easier um, by contrast. Mike, thanks so much for your work. Folks, thank you very much for listening. I'm going to post some uh, links on, on the, uh, the, the podcast, and it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Have a great day, Mike. Thanks, Norman. Fun and Games with Mike Agello and Norman James. It is such a blast, and we're so glad you can be a part of it. Have you subscribed to the page yet? If you have, you know it means so much to us. If you haven't, go ahead and do so. With every new subscription, with every new viewer slash listener, with every new comment added to the comment section, we push the combo that much more. We make things that much better. It's an amazing thing to watch unfold. I want to hear from you on Twitter. At me, at IamSportsHeart, because I'm doing this informal survey amongst our consumers about how they listen to this podcast. What's your favorite way to enjoy the Leafs combo? Is it through the YouTube page where you can see some visuals and interact uh, with other listeners? Or is it just through the traditional podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, Radio Public? I want to know from you your information and how this podcast makes your life better so that I can continue to improve what we do here. From Mike Agello, I'm Norman James. Can't wait to converse with you again. This is the Leafs Convo. We out.